It is great to have you on the Family Goals podcast with David Pollock and Pastor Jay. I'm Joel and House, and on this podcast, we want to encourage you to grow closer to God, to strengthen your marriage, and to inspire your family to reach its highest potential. Being a pastor is one of the biggest blessings of my life. It can also be really challenging. Often it feels like everyone wants something from you. That's one of the reasons that it's so refreshing when you find a trusted ministry partner, a Christ-centered, church-driven organization that's truly there to help you carry your church's mission forward. For me, Compassion International has been one of those trusted ministry partners. Hear me say this, Compassion International is much more than asking people in your church to sponsor a child. Compassion offers proven, no-cost resources to help pastors make mission and discipleship a personal priority individuals and families in their churches. My local Compassion team is in my corner. They genuinely care about me and my church. Learn more about partnering with Compassion at Compassion.com slash Family Goals. We're a little all over the place in this one. Surprise, surprise. Take a listen as Davey takes us down this rabbit hole goose chase. I want us to get back to the, uh, the book, Draw the Circle, and just some of the things that you and I have been learning and growing, and, and hopefully this will inspire and encourage other people who are learning and growing. One of the things from the book is he quotes D.L. Moody, and I love this quote. I'll read it when you talk about it. It says, The world has yet to see what God will do with and for and through and in and by the man, and I guess we could say the woman, who is fully and wholly consecrated to him. You remember reading that? What, what do you think about that quote? Well, I mean, fully is what sticks out. Like fully, mm-hmm. which means I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm walking it. I'm talking it. I'm doing it every day. Like I'm fully invested. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have a tendency to, to jump in and jump out, be fully some days, be not fully some days. Um, so I think that's, I think that's the most important part of that. But like, how, what are you doing to make sure that we're fully invested? What are you mm-hmm. doing to make sure that, um, I like to, you know, days before that, I like to when there's talking about the seeds and, and watermelon seeds and the different seeds that take that take time, like when you're planting those or when you plant a seed, it takes mm-hmm. time when you water it. And sometimes it takes forever. Sometimes it seems yeah. like it takes years and years and 15 years for, for something to come to fruition. Um, but are we fully invested through those 15 years? Are we fully going to believe? Are we fully going to continue to worship and continue to show? Mm-hmm. Here, here's, here's something I'll say, too. You know, what else this book has taught me is, like, I have a tendency to be really hard on myself. And, like, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And a lot of times, I don't, I don't, I don't allow God's grace for myself. And I get down, and, and I'll get out in a little bit, and it'll cause me some frustration when I'm like, dude, that's not what you would say to Pastor Jay. That's not what you'd say to mm-hmm. your friends. You'd be like, all right, just, you know, just start now. Start a routine, you know, like, um, I think we got to realize we don't have to beat ourselves up as much either for mm-hmm. what we don't do because we still have a God that does it that does it, that did it for us, yeah. you know. And I think it's an important reminder: like you're not always going to be perfect, but if we're if we're invested in what, how can we develop habits that we don't forfeit? How can we develop habits that we're going to consistently do? Like, like to me, I'm going to go to bed whatever time I go to bed, which a lot of time is really late. Like I'm a night owl, but I'm going to make sure whatever time I'm getting up in the morning, I, I'm getting seven hours, and then I'm going to get in my hot tub. Like, I'm going to get my time with God. You know, like, that's, those are things that we've got to be intentional about. To, to be fully invested, fully there, we got to be intentional about those things. So I, I preached on this a, a few weeks ago. 
just the understanding the schemes of Satan, that we have an enemy. But you had mentioned there kind of beating yourself up, but Satan uses guilt, and he'll use guilt to make us feel bad and handicap us. But I think understanding that God, God's grace is sufficient for us, that we're all going to make mistakes, we're all not going to be perfect, we're, we're going to, you know, we're not going to hit the gym every day. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe you do. But doesn't, that, but doesn't that happen, like, at the right times, too? Like, for example... Um, Rhett Walker is a is a Christian music singer. He's unbelievable. He's so like if you want to praise Jesus, listen to Rhett Walker. He's got such great songs. Like we had, you know, women's conference for the girls. They had that 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 night, that day, and then we had Rhett Walker come perform at our house. He performed some gospel songs. Wait, he's, this he's, past weekend? Yeah, and it's, he's incredible. Like he's incredible. Really? Yeah, it was it was incredible. He's he's a Georgia guy. I know him. I know him well, and he comes to our golf tournament. So he came and he okay. performed. It was it was fantastic. Um, but right afterwards, right after he came, like we got all our friends praising Jesus in the house and you look and it's just awesome. Like, it's so cool. And it's so unique. Our small group obviously is always there. Like, it's just, that's what we do. Um, and then other friends and, and so good, 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 great weekend, Friday, great Saturday, great Saturday night. And then boom, you get a text message and it's just, there's drama about a certain situation. And you're like, well, I had a great weekend. And that's when you look in your prayer journal and you go, look at this, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. praise, 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 praise. And you got one thing that goes wrong. Like, all right, let's not let this ruin it. Like, let's not let, let this mm -hmm. ruin the good that's going on in our lives. Mm -hmm. And and I think we have a tendency to look at that and go, man, that's that's horrible. That stinks. Like, I can't believe it. It was going so good. But that's exactly what Satan's going to do. Mm -hmm. Like, the good, the good, the good is going to attack. Like, it's going to come. Those, co those, those attacks are going to come. And, um. I think if we understand that, right? Like if we're ready yeah. for it, but and then don't have don't live in it. Like, you know, don't don't live in that it's, shame. It's don't so easy for us to dwell on the negative. Like you have, you could have a hundred good things going on and one negative happens and then your your whole mind and thoughts and prayers and conversations is all about the one negative instead of like, you know, letting that go and let's let's focus and on And I'll go I'll yeah. go back to what I ask my kids and my my small group kids all the time, like the same thing. Who can ruin your day? I ask them that at nauseum. And you ask them, one of my kids that, they'll be like, nobody. Like, they'll roll their <laughs> eyes and say nobody. But, like, you don't give people the power to ruin your day. And mm. you don't give those circumstances the power to ruin your day. Because, again, th there will always be something in your day that gives you that power. There's, there's always something in your day that's going to come up that's going to have a chance to ruin it. Mm. Don't let it happen. Like, don't let that ruin it. Like, be cognizant of all the good. Like, yeah, this situation sucks. I hate this situation. I don't like it. But, man, look at all the good things that just happened. Yeah. Look at all the good things God's doing. Like, I, I need to get through. And the, the book talks about this a lot, right? Like, we got to pray through some things. Mm -hmm. Like, some things we're yeah. going to be delivered from, right? Mm -hmm. Some things we're going to pray for and God will deliver us from. But there is a lot of things that you're going to pray through that you're going to have to endure because there is a reason. And, and, and you need to learn something. You need to be taught something. And this is the only way God can do it. And... You're gonna, he's going to use those circumstances in the end, but we got to pray through it and be faithful through it and be optimistic, be positive through it. Yeah, I got the quote, exactly what you're saying here. He says, sometimes the purpose of prayer is not to get us out of circumstances, but more, more times than not, the purpose of prayer is to get us through circumstances. Yep. So we always pray, hey, God, remove this situation from me. But, but maybe a better prayer is, God, what do you want me to learn from this situation? says the primary purpose of prayer is not to change our circumstances. The primary purpose of prayer is to change us. Yep. 
Which, we, we always want the circumstance to change instead of us changing. And it's okay to want that, by the way. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. And by the way, we're told to pray big, are we not? Yeah. So if we're told to pray big and we're told to try to change circumstances, but there are circumstances once we realize, like, in the book it talked about it, um, the kid that, that had the accident out of his window, that fell out of his window, and, and they prayed for restoration. They prayed for his body to be healed. It did not happen. It, it, mm-hmm. Over and over they prayed for it. It did not happen. Well, they started to accept the fact that the body wasn't healed and that the kid was going to be different than everybody else. And so now how are we going to, what do we get, how are we going to use this for God's glory? Like, cause ultimately that's what our stories are for, mm-hmm. right? Our story, his glory, mm-hmm. right? And, that, and that's what it's, that's what it's about. But, um, I think we're going to, we're going to pray our way through those things. We're going to accept some of those things, but there's also prayers that have been prayed, prayed for 20 years that become answered after 20 years mm-hmm. that are, that are amazing. And, um, so I think if we stay faithful and we stay um, connected and we, and we, we will continue to, to pursue, 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 you'll watch. I think he's going to answer a lot more of your prayers than he's, than he's not. Yeah, one of, the, in one of my small groups, we were talking about the Day 10 Crazy Faith. Uh, I love and that, by the way. The, the woman who was driving the... Well, Jesus tells the parable in, in Luke chapter 8 of the persistent widow who keeps coming to the judge and... And he was, she was like wearing him out. And just the whole idea of like wearing God out. And I feel like I'm wearing God out because I have certain prayers that like, I'm just every day, I'm just like the same thing. I mean, of course, with Joel and we're praying for the godly wife. You know, we just keep, we keep praying for that every praying day. Praying that he likes every girls. Every day. We know he likes girls. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the room, so. We're not worried about that. Okay, yeah. there we go. We're just worried about the right girl. Correct. Correct. Yeah, I was okay. telling Joel on the other day, I was listening to a message. This is pretty cool. Jennifer sent me this this message, and, and the lady was talking about relationships, and she was talking about, she's using the idea of putting together puzzles uh, and how your puzzle piece, I think I think you'll like this, like your puzzle piece, well, one, you got to figure out who you are. you got to understand who you are and how you're wired and how, how God made you, but then there's only four people that can be connected to your puzzle piece. And so it's really important, and we talk a lot about this, of who the inner circle is, like who it is that's connected to you, but not only, like the people who are connected to you, they're also connected to people. So so who they're connected to has a bearing on who you're connected to. So, like that. so for instance, say your your best friend, one of your buddies, well, you're, he, he's one of your four. He's, he's connected to you. But his wife is also connected to you because he's connected. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. So so like well, you gotta you gotta look, you gotta look not only him but you're her too. By the way, that I mean I can speak to this, and this <laughs> might be a little out of school when people, but like it's just like your buddies that you want to hang out with. If the wife's a little bit cray cray, like you don't want to hang out yeah. with them, right? Like yeah. it's funny. The older we get, and the more like trips you want to do, and people you want to hang out with, like. It's a package deal. Oh, yeah. You don't just get one without the other. Like, yeah. So you've got to really, you know, care for the wife and care for the husband at the same time. And, um, you know, I, I have people that I don't necessarily enjoy the wives as much and, and um, for certain reasons or whatever. And I, we don't find ourselves, you probably don't hang out with the, the males as much. Like, it's got to be a... It's got to be a team effort with the wife yeah. and the kids. It's almost, it's you also talked about the the toxic puzzle piece. That's kind of what he's alluding to. Yeah. So they were. It was basically saying like, she's using an example like you're putting a puzzle together. Sometimes you might you might put a piece in you think it fits, but it's not actually the right piece. Mm-hmm. Once the 
the picture becomes to fruition. Once you start to see the picture, once you start to see the whole picture, like, oh, I've got this in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I've you, done that. You've got people connected yeah. to you that you realize, hey, they're they're not they're in the wrong place. Like they're they're a toxic person. Now I'm I'm real big on this. I do not like to be around drama. Like save the drama for your, your mama. mama. And if there's someone in my life that is connected to me, that's toxic, and that's it's always drama all the time. Yeah. Then I'm gonna do anything I can to move that person off 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 my puzzle piece. Yeah, um, I think the the question, and we're the same way. I mean, as you get older, you're like, dude, I I, I don't just, have time. I'm too old for this. I'm, I don't have time for this. I think I, I agree. Um, you know, I used to. I think when I when I was younger, it used to be like, oh, it's fun to be around them. And now it's like, all right, it can be. F- I I have fun with a lot of people. Like you you can have a lot of fun with a lot of different people, but are these people making me better? Mm-hmm. You know, are they? Are, are they holding me accountable? Are, are they, do, they, do they, and again, do they bring out the best version of me? Mm-hmm. Like if you have to, and I tell my kids at small group this, I told them this last night at church. I just, I, like, if you change the way you are around people and to, to fit in and to be liked, they don't like you. They like the person you're acting like. Does that make you feel yeah, good? Yeah. Like they don't like you. Mm-hmm. They, they like literally the person that you're trying to act like to change who you are. Like, um, so I, th- I think friends is a difficult topic. Like you get, you get in sports teams, and you get. And by the way, you also get in those things where you're like, "This is these are my friends. I'm not changing." You know, like I'm no new friends. You know, I'm not adding people. Um, but again, you you might literally cost yourself the best friend you've ever met. Yeah. Because you you closed your circle off as opposed to keeping it open. Um, one one of the things the lady was talking about in the in the message was. You gotta send me this. I like this. I yeah. Like the puzzle. I like analogies. It's uh, well. She was talking about how some people feel like they don't have that close friend. Like there's, like they have, and she was talking to, to, she was basically talking to women, like pastors, wives, women in ministry, women who are leading, leading things. And, and she's talking about friendships. And she made the statement that sometimes the piece doesn't fit and you can't find the piece that fits because the piece is still in the box. And the piece sitting on the table yet. I like that. And I was, I was actually, when she said that, I felt like God was speaking to me that Jolyn's wife, and I've been praying for it, praying for her, that she's, she's not even out of the box yet. Yeah. Like he hasn't even met her yet. Like it's like, like, and God's going to bring her in His perfect timing. And I think that's the thing for all of us. Like, don't get locked in on your little puzzle piece because there might be somebody in the box that you haven't even met yet. It's going to come into your life. Perfect fit. Perfect fit. Now, whether that's a spouse, whether that's a friend, whether that's a business partner, um, God's, God's going to, I think we sometimes get so locked in that we're not open to what God wants to do. And, and just the, I love the possibilities of what, what is that piece in the box that I, ha- I haven't even met yet? And, you that know go, I mean? and that goes with unanswered prayers. Yeah. You know, like what we're praying for and what we, think we want at certain times and then all of a sudden you see it as it comes to fruition later like it says uh i like this in the in the, in the book it says um it's okay if the answer is no and wrong thing wrong reason wrong time the day will come when we will thank him after the fact for the unanswered prayers glorify god in any and every situation you know like i mean mm-hmm. i think i think that goes to to what you're saying like it's 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 God's timing. It won't always be when you want it, how you want it, but you'll look back and it'll you'll be thankful for it. And mm-hmm. 
I think we've all been through those times. So he said along the same lines of the crazy faith, he said there's a pattern repeated in Scripture. Crazy miracles are often the offspring of crazy faith. And if we want to see God do crazy miracles, sometimes we need to pray crazy prayers. And then this goes along with, with our idea of bold prayers honor God and God honors bold prayers. Yep. And there's a story told with it too. Um, what was the story? He told a bunch of different stories about yeah. the rain and just crazy. Well, that one story of the farmers who got together to pray for rain and, yeah. the, and the one farmer showed waiters. up with his waiters on. By the way, we talked about that in small group. And just to give this will give you an idea of how stupid I am and, and how uncountry I am. I was <laughs> like, I'm sure everybody knows this in here, but what the heck are waiters? waiters. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the reaction I got, by the way. Yeah. Everybody immediately laughed and was like, yeah, I know I'm the least country person in here. What the heck is a waiter? And they're like, it's those things you go fishing in. Like, where? I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah, I've never put those on, nor will I ever put those on. But, um, but yeah, like he came dressed. He came, they were, they were having a prayer meeting for rain. to pray for rain. And, and homeboy showed up in his waiters. And he was the only one, by the way, who was ready when the insane amount of rain came because he dressed for the miracle. Yeah. Like he was ready for the crazy miracle yeah. to come to fruition. And, like lived it out, walked it, and knew it was coming. Believed it was coming, and then it came, and mm -hmm. he was prepared for it. Crazy. Yeah, one of, the, we, of course, we read this book ten or so years ago, and I remember one of the guys in our small group. He and his wife couldn't have kids, and so his way of putting on the waiters was he went out and bought some diapers. Like his wife wasn't pregnant, but he was believing in faith that she was going to become pregnant, and then he already had the diapers That's cool. or, or the onesie or or whatever. Yeah. So I think. Whatever it is you're praying for, trusting God for, what are some, what are some ways you can put on the waiters? You know what yep. I mean? Like, what are some, okay, God's going to answer my prayer, so I better go ahead and be prepared. I better go ahead and buy whatever it is or whatever, you know, get put together whatever you need. So yep. I love yeah. that. I love that. Uh, crazy. Crazy prayer. Crazy faith. The whole idea, we, we mentioned this before, if you want to walk on water, got to get, get, get out of the, the boat. boat. You got you to take those steps of... Uh, Take those steps of faith. What about, i tell you one of the other stories I, I love was the one about George Washington Carver. and Peanuts. Uh, the peanuts. Mm -hmm. And he was asking God, you know, teach me about the universe. And he's like, uh, you can't handle it. No, you you're not me. ready for that. He kind of, and then got all the way down to, okay, well, teach me about the peanut. And then he ends up discovering all of these uses for peanut, for the peanut. Yeah. And he used to take the long walks, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, the long walks with God, which I think is, is important. At 4 a.m., by the way. Yeah, I ain't doing that, bro. That's, that's discipline. That's, that is very discipline. Um, but, yeah, I think discipline, long walks, discipline, asking questions. But, but, but to me, that means something bigger, too, though. Like, here's the thing. He asked about something, right? What was the answer? You're not ready for that. He asked about something. You're not ready for that. So if we're continuing to ask, and we go back to another podcast, mm -hmm. like if you want to find God's will, keep asking, mm -hmm. keep seeking, keep searching, right? Because that's that's exactly what he did. He kept seeking. Mm -hmm. He asked another question. Kept kept asking. Kept seeking. Yes. Kept knock, kept he didn't knocking, go crap, knocking, man. Knocking, yeah. Like crap. I, I, that's, I don't. I didn't get an answer. Like okay. Well, what about this? Like 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 finding your path in life. Finding what's important to you. Finding like it has to be active. And it has to be going towards God. If we're going towards God and we're chasing God and we're in his will and we're in the church and we're doing the things we're supposed to do, he'll continue to show those things to us and he'll crystallize those things. Mm -hmm. If we don't and we stop moving and I'm not getting what I want and it's not working, like 
then it's, nothing's ever going to come to fruition. So I think that's that's a cool part of that story is like mm-hmm. he asked uh, something else. Uh, he asked uh, something else. Uh, he asked something. Oh, this is my will. Like and, and, and by the way, I'm going through this like, OK, this is it. This it was football. It was commentating. It, it's this now. Like, it's just OK. Well, continue to just have faith and continue to God continue to put me where you want me. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you'll then you'll use it and you'll maximize it. But if you go, I, I don't feel like I should be here. I don't like this. This, this isn't me. This is, I'd rather be doing that. Like, no, I, I got to do that. Now go do something else, right? And just you think about, like, the whole idea with the peanut. Like, like we didn't understand that, and then he ended up making, I guess, makeup and suntan lotion. Kind, I didn't know how all, much stuff I mean, was made like, out of peanuts, All kind of stuff made of peanuts. Peanuts just, is a big deal. And I just wonder, like, what, uh, what other thing out there, like, like God, every God created everything for a reason, for a purpose, and there's probably so many other things like the peanut that we haven't even discovered yet. Like oh, we, yeah. don't, we don't even know what it is. And I'm always, I'm all, I love the possibility of what, what's this, what's this one God idea that could change people's lives forever. Like I, I think there's so many, like he's he's God the Creator, he's creative. Like what is the idea and trying to come up with something that is going to change someone's life for all eternity. And just, I mean, I love the idea that, like, like the idea could be today. Like, today could be the day that, that we, that God does a miracle. And we, we, we didn't well, haven't know. you already had them, though? We've had tons Greystone of Greystone Church? I mean, Greystone, that's, well, that's what I think about, like, like, sports camp. Like, sports camp was one of those, this is a God idea. And, and how that came about was instead of doing vacation Bible school, we had all these coaches in our church, like, High school football coaches, baseball coaches, basketball coaches, uh, all these dads who coach. And it's like, how can we get dads involved in vacation Bible school? Well, we got to do it at night because they because they work during yeah. the day. So then we do it at night. Well, let's do it around sports. And then you know, started off you know just a few sports, but that to me that was like this God idea that it's like man, and all the kids that have come to know Christ through both of mine sports camp, both really, of mine. really, both of mine got saved at sports camp. That was a that was a God idea. So I'm always thinking, what's the next God idea? And then Jennifer squashes it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lindsay squashes it. No, I think that's I think that's pretty awesome. And it's fun, it's fun to see them. Like it's fun to see that you hear just to hear you talk about sports camp because mm-hmm. I, I just assumed it was something you always did. Like I don't oh, know yeah. any, I don't know any different. And then both of my kids come to came to salvation through sports yeah. camp. So. I think you look around and see what you're passionate about and then what who's around you and then you come up with I mean this idea that you had this Rhett Walker guy come over to your house and, and lead the family and worship and your friends. I mean that's a that's a I mean who who does stuff like that? Rhett Walker. I mean that's a cool that's a cool <laughs> that's a if you, cool if you, story. If you haven't heard him though he's he's amazing. I haven't heard but him but his story like but like sitting there and tell like he's he's telling you about songs. And he's kidding. Oh, giving you the story behind oh, he's the giving song. The story. Like, yeah. and he talked about being a pastor's kid. Okay. And, and he talked about like one of his songs and I, I should know right off the top of my head, which one it was, which one he was talking about, but I don't, but he was like, I wrote this song because I think it was the, um, I, I don't know which one it is. I'll stop. But, um, he said, I'm 17 years old. I'm a pastor's kid. I just got this girl pregnant and we're about to have a baby. And he said, it's the first time in my life that I had to lean on God. And I had to believe in the goodness of God, and I had to believe the, in the grace of God. And God had, like, I had, I had to, I had to realize it. I had to see it. And and then he he sings a song about all of it, like 
it's just so cool that that was a God thing. Like you, you hear him write songs with people and how the man on the middle cross. Have you heard that song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I you mean, s- you sent me that one, dude. Yeah. Like he listened to that pastor, uh, uh, the, 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 the British pastor or Irish, Irish pastor uh-huh. who talked about, um, the man in the, the man on the, on the middle cross told me. Yeah. It, like, it's the story of Jesus. And, yeah. and you think about like the, uh, the guy he had on this, on one side was, um, you know, if you're the king, get down. If you're the king and you're who they say they are, why can't you get us out of this mess? And the other guy was like, listen, bro, like, I want to be with you. Like, I'm in your corner, right? Like, he was like, I, I, whatever you got, like, I'm in. And he dies. The guy gets crucified. And, and he, tells, he talks about this in the, in, the, in, the, um, in the message. But he says he gets up to heaven and the angels are there and is like, what are you doing here? I have no clue. Do you know the doctrine of theology? <laughs> doctrine of what? Like, the... Do you know? Do you know about grace? Do you know about salvation? Do you know about sanctification? He's like, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. He's like, Well, why are you here? Because the guy on the middle cross said I could come. <laughs> that is, man, that is awesome. I mean, dude, it brings tears to my yeah. eyes when I hear that. Like, yeah. it ain't, a, it ain't about all that. Like, the guy on the middle cross did it for me and said I could come. And then he, he said he wrote that song in like six hours. Like, because, and how about this? Rhett heard this. Rhett saw on Instagram, TikTok, or TikTok. So it's not all bad social media, right? Saw on TikTok and heard that preacher preach that message. And then Matthew West, who wrote the song with him, who's a, who's a Christian artist, mm-hmm. who was going to go, they were going to go record the next day. So the man on the middle cross, look this song up if you haven't heard it. It's an amazing song. It'll make you cry. Like he said, he listened to it that night and he, and he said to himself, I'm, this is what I'm telling Matthew tomorrow. We're going to write this song. Like we're, we're going to figure out a way to write the song. He shows up to Matthew's door the next day when they're going to meet for hours and hours and write the song. And he said, Matthew pulled up on his phone. He said, look, I got an idea. Same idea. Oh, wow. God that's idea. That's a God thing. Yeah, that's a God idea. It's a God idea, not a good yeah. idea. And he said they wrote the song. Um, but so it was so, it's so cool to hear those things. Like um, all those, because those ideas should give you a reason to pray bolder. Mm-hmm. Those ideas should give you a reason when you hear those nudges, man. Like, okay, w- what is this from? Like, Maybe I should be more bold. Even even in the book, in the first you know the first week, we talked about you know the guy at his church and uh, you know prayer. They had prayer at the same time, right at the coffee. Was it right oh, at the yeah. coffee house? Well, he's in the airport. He's on a trip. He's leaving, and it's that time. It's that prayer time, and he's at D gate D something, right D two or whatever it is. And they get on their knees and they pray at the coffee house, and he's in the airport, and he's feeling this nudge inside to say, "Get down on my knees and pray." But he's like. Eh. <laughs> and and I, I've had those in my life, by the way. I get yeah. those nudges, and I'm like, now? Like, really? And, but, like, he, and he said, is like, like the right thing to do was to get down on my knees and pray. And I'm in the airport, and I get down on my knees and pray. Like, if we, I think, I think we, I, I think we, with, with prayer, with our lives, I think sometimes we think we don't have the power to change our lives. And, 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 I, and our story is written. Every chapter, every chapter is written. But, like the fullness of the way we live our life and the fullness of what we get to accomplish depends a lot on the full, like the trust that we're going to put in God and the prayers that we're going to pray to God. Mm-hmm. We're, our salvation is confirmed. Our salvation is good. But the way our life ends up, it's not the same. It's not just going to be the same if we sit there and oh, we're cool. I'm, I'm do, I don't have to do anything. I'm cool. Like he will, he will continue to give us more and expand. Like I never thought I'd have reached like I have. Like I never thought mm-hmm. I'd be able to, to say the things that I get to say and, churches and call people out or do things like 
He'll do immeasurably more. And if you could just pray, pray bold, right? Pray yeah. crazy. Be crazy. Yeah, one of the things he said in that chapter was a high view of God is the solution to a thousand awesome. temporal problems. But and how 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 high? What is about your before view that though? God? He said a low view. Did you? What's before? Do you have the part before that? I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, it was. Uh, our oh, our biggest problem is is our small view of God, and not viewing Him as omnipotent and all powerful. Well, no, read read. So read it all together. But pause after you read the first part. So our, do the first. Do the, you want me to read the uh, the, the biggest problem first? No, the smallest one came first in the book. Okay. So, a high view of God is the solution to a thousand temporary problems. Our biggest problem is our small view of God. No. How big is your God? He is bigger than your worst sin, your greatest fear, and your biggest dream. And, and if everybody realizes that, like, listen, my brother's going through stuff, and, and I'm dealing with stuff with my brother, and he's had... And he's had stuff that's that's been very very difficult in his life, and circumstances that are very difficult. But if you if you if you looked at that and you said like I'm going to use this for God, like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I did, what I've done. It doesn't matter what I've said. It doesn't matter who I've hurt. Like I still have a God that looks at that little bitty thing and says I can do a major thing, and I can take that right there. All of your mess, all of your stress all of your worries and i can do something far greater than you've ever imagined with it thank you for listening to this week's family goals podcast with david pollock and pastor jay there are so many good nuggets and one-liners here i'm just going to name a few god doesn't want to get you out of your tough circumstance he wants to get you through it the circumstance is to change you crazy miracles come from crazy faith Bold prayers honor God, and God honors bold prayers. Dress for the miracle. If you want to walk on water, you have to get out of the boat. One God idea is better than a thousand good ideas. The guy on the middle cross said I could come. Our biggest problem is our little view of God. Which of these is your favorite? What idea speaks to you? Let us know on Instagram and Twitter. Comment below on YouTube if you're on YouTube. If you found this episode helpful or encouraging or entertaining, please let us know by subscribing to the podcast or by writing a review. You can also reach us on Instagram and Twitter at Family Goals Pod. Thank you again for listening to the Family Goals Podcast, and we'll catch you next week.